steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, a special shout-out to everybody from the Vegas Golden Knights in the office, the business office side. Big meeting today, company off-site, just to get everybody on board with the season mm-hmm. pump up hmm. pump up day and uh, everybody's uh, heading home uh from uh, over in henderson and listening to the program a couple of texts of uh, people tuning in so hello drive safely and uh, nice to have you aboard because normally everybody's working at this time <laughs> or they're just jumping in the car to get uh, get home they're not they're not in 215 old so. friend of mine hired in the accounting department over the summer so she's very excited for to be working for her favorite organization who's that alexis oh, so i'll have to say hi yeah yeah she knows who you are Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, everybody does. Yeah, well. Infamous. You Famous and, and infamous. I know. She she, she likes Ashley better, though. Oh, why, why? I like Ashley. Okay. Too, oh. and I love me. I know. Like, I know. I'm amazing, and I like Ashley more. She told me she's a, she's a little shy to go say hi. I said, I said don't why? be shy with Ashley. Ashley's the sweetest girl. I said, just go say hello. We're, we're right in and around the accounting department, Jen Jones. Uh, they are always... Front center, we bug them a lot. Not not bug them intentionally, but we're loud and uh, we we get goofy. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to do all the number stuff, and it gets a little bit annoying, I'm sure. And uh, we've uh, we've tried to knock it down, but tell tell her to come uh, come and say hi. I will. I'll so, tell her uh, now. All the people uh, headed uh, headed home from our our big uh, offsite, uh, big weekend for the Vegas Golden Knights coming up tomorrow. National television because. TNT has the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're broadcasting a preseason game of the, the Stanley Cup champions. Eddie Olchek's in town, and my buddy Kenny Albert, uh, who had the trip this week, he's going to be here. So that's uh, that's going to be neat. And then uh, wrap up the preseason on Sunday. Sorry, Saturday afternoon uh, against Los Angeles, and I've got Sunday on my brain because uh, uh, they're going to uh, have some uh, team uh, festivities before they like private team festivities before they go into banner racing ceremony. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, the, the, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday will be big to kind of squeeze every last ounce of the Stanley Cup run. Mm-hmm. And then you go 745 on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and you're right in the middle of game number one, and it's a game. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to put a ball we kinda on got a, We kind of got less than a week. I know. To it's, really – Unfortunate. Milk this thing. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I, I can tell you that right now. Like, I'm not ready for, and, and I know every step along the way has been inching toward this goal. Like, we we have to turn the page on last year, and we've got to look ahead to this upcoming season. Doesn't mean I want to do it, though. Like, I, I don't I don't want to stop celebrating what what that accomplishment meant to uh, to not just the players and, and us and the city, but you know, you, you gotta, you, you gotta turn the page at some point here. And unfortunately it's going to happen on Tuesday. I will refer to them as Stanley cup champions all year. 
on te- television nice. and and on radio. Well they, they they have that. Uh, it's awesome. But there's going to come a point where your your references to the championship are going to have to be pulled back, and this season becomes its own race. Mm-hmm. And that will be – I don't know when that is because I've never been through this before. Uh, this deep in with a team. Sure. Like working for a hockey club and uh, on the national level, you're just kind of – you pop in, you pop out, and it's uh, it's cool. There's going to be that opportunity, whether it's January. I, th- I think it's in the new year mm-hmm. because there's so much uh, wonderful uh, memories to, to lean on through the first uh, – three months of the season. I think it's into January, February, but for sure after the trade deadline. Yeah. You're, you're, the Stanley Cup champions. Certainly there. Aiming to repeat. Yeah. Like it's not Stanley Cup champions. Remember when? It's Stanley Cup champions <laughs> trying to repeat. And I'll have to I'll have to really dig in and figure out when that actual day is. It will probably end up being in the midst of a, like a struggle in the schedule. Mm-hmm. Where you just have to say to yourself, "This, there's no more of that. Mm-hmm. It's about this. It's about the here and now." And yeah. and for the players, it happens a whole lot sooner. They might they might have the page turned. I don't think so. You don't think so? I, uh, come, come, there's just so much like, the, the banner, the rings, the the miniature Stanley Cups, the 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 pageantry of it, and then everywhere you go for the first. Two months of the season, you're referred to as the Stanley Cup champions, and they'll be doing interviews in Winnipeg and Calgary and Dallas and Columbus and uh, all over uh, Philadelphia about that. So I think there's there's you're still reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe December-ish. Now, Bruce, though, there won't be any references to it. Mm-hmm. The coach will want it changed. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't even think he's changed. Uh, turn the page in the sense of, of moving forward because he wants to enjoy this. Yeah. And he, he also should. is very focused in, in this becoming the team of the decade mm-hmm. and, and, and adding on to it. So there's there'll be some clinging to it. I, I know some coaches who have, like, there's no mention, zero, nothing. The r- references to the, the previous success is wiped clean. I don't think that'll be the case here with this because it was such a – Unique championship, cup and six, strip, uh, the parade. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a parade, but the um, mammoth uh, production of it. I, I I think that there'll be a weaning off, a gradual weaning off of it. I, I could see that happening. I, I think that when you do anything of consequence like this, like when you have reached the top of the mountain, I – I, I feel you should celebrate it as, as long as you can, as you should lean into that feeling as, as much as you can. But, you know, the, the reality of the situation is, is this is a room that wants to do it again. And the only way to do it again is to kind of get your focus on what you've got to do on a day in and day out basis to, to make that happen. So um, I would expect kind of like you, that, that the players are going to be the players and Bruce will be the, the guys that turn the page the quickest. And, and I think a, a lot of people, are going to be looking at some of those feel-good stories for a lot longer going into the season. Do you do you think this regular season has more challenges in it than the last regular season? Uh, yeah. That's, I, that's a difficult answer because I, I just want to preface it. There was real 
roadblocks in their way that they had to overcome last year. But they still finished first in the conference. Yeah. So on on the standings, you look back, uh, NHL.com, oh, first place in the conference, first place in the division. Mm-hmm. That doesn't reflect the incredible uh, hardships that were in the way during the course of last season. Yeah, last year, last season was was a pretty wild one, like all things considered. When you, when you look at, you know, the expectations entering the season – a lot of the stuff that they had to deal with wasn't all too dissimilar from from what they had the, the season prior when they missed the playoffs. So um, there was a lot of adversity faced from the Golden Knights in the season last year. But, you know, to a degree, I, I still think that this season has some really unique challenges. And it's not like this organization is, isn't used to being um, the team that everybody brings their A game for. Like a lot of teams, even before winning a, cha- a Stanley Cup championship – want to beat the Golden Knights. They want to show up well in Vegas. They want to play well inside T-Mobile Arena. They want to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. So I think that, you know, Vegas is used to that. But I also think that there's a lot of pressure that comes with being a Stanley Cup champion. I think there's a lot of pressure entering a season where you want to prove to to the world that, that that's where you belong and you want to get back there. And I think that that poses a little bit more pressure than even they felt last season. I think there'll be a pacing to this regular season where there wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. Like they got out 13 and two out of the gate and they were flying and they had that cushion established right away and then had to deal with some absences and then the goaltending and then the acquisitions of the trade deadline and the Mark Stone situation, which is on its own beyond absences. 111 points last year, mm-hmm. team record. I don't think it's imperative to finish with 111 points again mm-hmm. or to challenge the best regular season ever. I, I don't think it's required. If they finish second in the division, mm-hmm. that would be fine. I expect Edmonton to be all out this year. Yeah. I think I think Edmonton could do and they, they've had struggles out of the gate, they they got to fix their starts. Mm-hmm. If they get off to a decent start this year, it's going to be hard to match their pace. But I don't think it matters in the sense of whether Vegas is positioned to repeat or not. The, that's the pacing part of it. And Tampa proved that brilliantly in their three straight Stanley Cup final appearances, that you don't need to be all-world every year. So when when it does start... To, to, to look like, well, 111 is going to be tough to match. Mm-hmm. Or first place in the in the conference or division, that's going to be a battle. I, I'm not worried about that at all at this point. Mm-hmm. Depending on what factors go into that will uh, obviously influence my my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you in that I don't think the Golden Knights have to push for or um... – make it necessarily a goal to finish first in in the division or to challenge uh, the best record in in regular season history for the Golden Knights. I think that they've just got to do what they need to do in order to get back to the playoffs. And and that looks different for every single team and and your your point on Tampa is well taken in that, you know, you can finish third in the division as long as you are playing your best hockey and you you believe you can win in any building, you'll be just fine and and you know, I think there's there's kind of a blueprint there for the Golden Knights. It's about getting through the regular season, putting yourself in the best position to win, and that's not necessarily 
finishing first in the division, you can you can pace yourself a little bit more throughout the regular season and have more gas in the tank. In a way, I'm managing expectations for our audience. Yeah, yeah that's good. But in the other sense, it's just how I how I really feel. It's it's not a go out there and uh, really if they overachieve, that's great. I'm not I'm not trying to dumb this down mm-hmm. by any means. But I think there is going to be a uh, managing of what you think this team will do in following up a 111-point season with first place in the conference, a division title, and a Stanley Cup championship. Yeah, I mean, just let let Connor and Leon go crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, let them go crazy. Let them win the regular season um, accolades. Like, to me, it's much more important for the Golden Knights to to enter the playoffs in, in, with, with less stress and less load mm-hmm. on their backs. So at the uh, media session today, and I was doing my my doodling. You, get, you know how I uh, yeah, do no, my little faces, and you guys are very used to that. Some yes. of it's real creepy. I'll be so, honest. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know whether that was the why why <laughs> she pointed it out, but but Ashley looked over and went what, and and we never got a chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether she liked my my drawing. Yeah, it looks like a little chicken, really, uh, with, with glasses. <laughs> I, I I don't start out like that, but she was uh, she was like. Mm. Uh, but that was during uh, Bruce's press conference as he uh, talked today about, uh, first off, um, Zach Whitecloud, uh, that top subject came out, uh, chemistry that uh, that they're going to drill down uh, in the next couple of days with, a, with one group uh, over the next uh, two preseason games, addressed the William Carlson absence at practice today, and then finished off with the power play, which is, listen to it. And if you have to, take some notes. Because I'm, I'm certainly doing it, uh, and I, I started while he was talking about it. But uh, Br- Bruce uh, addressed uh, the Nick Hag uh, alex Petrangelo partnership at practice today. We saw Hag skating up with Petrangelo. Is that just on the trap for a preseason game, or could that be a possibility? Yeah, we're just looking at different pairs. Um, he did that last year, Hager. Um, Again, with Whitey being out of the mix here for a little bit, so we uh, we may do that tomorrow. Something we wanted to look at today, and then we'll we'll go forward. Yeah, with Carly, he's got a day-to-day issue, so he will not play tomorrow. Um, I don't think it will be long-term, from what I'm told, but just something that's been bothering him a little bit through camp that we're going to give him a couple days. Uh, off the ice to settle down and make sure that we do whatever we can to make sure he's ready next week. We don't want anything becoming minor, it's become major, right? So um, that's where Carly's at. You're expecting White Cloud for the opener? Uh, I, until he's on the ice, tough to answer. How much do you think these last two preseason games have had the dress rehearsals? Uh, a lot. We're, we're going to see a lot more of what our lineup will look like, um, especially tomorrow. It's our intention to go to LA with a similar look so that they can be together a little bit here. Because um, it's an afternoon game, so we're going up the day before. So it would be a lot of what we'd hope to see next week. I think we've got a good look at guys from they're now in Henderson. Um, we knew going in that there wasn't a lot of room. It was more about, okay, who can open our eyes that in case we run into trouble, which Whitey hasn't practiced the last three days, Carly. So there's there's going to be opportunity, usually just when. Um, but now we're going to drill down a little bit on our chemistry. If there is an 
Zach does do a great to start. Could you start 14 and 7, something like that, you know? That's a question, Gary, for Krim, to be honest with you. Um, some of that will be who's waiver eligible, right? You know you know how that works, right? You don't want to lose an asset unless the guy's so far ahead and going into the lineup, which we still have two games to determine that. Um, so I, I, I guess the roster makeup could be, could be that. Um, We've all kind of guessed if it one spot up front is the left side on Carlson's weight. Have you made a decision there? Uh, no, because Carly hasn't been out enough really to sort of see who's who's the best fit with him. So we're just going to have to go by, okay, who's been the best player for us? And they're going to have to form some chemistry once he gets back in the lineup. So I wouldn't say there's a an A guy right now, how he's playing center out of necessity. Um, it's good. We know how he can do that. He's played it a lot. So now we, we lose a left winger with Stevie and Stoney if he drops down. So there's a little bit of room for both those, Paul and uh, Pav and, and Max and Brisson all to get looks there. We know where Barbie's <coughs> gonna go. We know where Carrier's gonna go. Having said that, we know Will can move up as well and play. He's probably the most accomplished of all those guys in terms of having played in the league. So we, we're not gonna rule that out either. So that's just a bit of the joys of training camp until you sort of get to your, to your numbers. I, I have Howie ahead of him in the middle simply because I know what I'm getting, but yeah, you know what? Someone, okay, let's say we lose another center, right? Who's next? Because Brisson and Comtois are wingers that are competing. So is Pav. So it could be quick. Last year was Fro came up, right? He did a good job for us, Byron, when I think it was Nick was out or however, maybe Jack was out and we moved Nick up. Um, so yes, he, he he's 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 farther ahead than he was a year ago, and and where we we feel we could use him. The other two kids down that are center are Brabanic and Demick. We obviously love what where, their direction they're going, but that's a big ask for them to come up and play in the NHL, and they haven't played an American League game yet. So that's where Quinny and Fro would definitely be ahead. Well, I hope it's faster. Uh, the personnel will probably be how we finished. thought in the playoffs it was more effective consistently than it was in the uh, regular season. Um, so that part of it shouldn't change a lot. It's who takes Riley Smith's spot on an elbow. He was uh, a consistent factor there. Does Carly move out of the bumper and go there? Do we put the puck in Carly's hands a little bit more because he's the, on the second unit because he's a guy that's you know more of a driver? So that's where it might change. But Theo and Petro will be at the tops. They may alternate groups again. Um, I like Jack, Stoney, Marsh, and Stevie when they're going. Uh, means Marsh and Jack are each on a, you lose one one time or one way or the other. But I think there's ways you can move those pieces around. There's some teams now that have three of the same sticks in the middle. If you're following me there, like the net front, take away the net front and the top. I'll use Edmonton as an example, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and uh, Nugent Hopkins, and they move around well to find, you know, their their spacing is excellent, obviously. Win Winnipeg used to have it with Wheeler, Shifley, and Line, where they were very dangerous as a three. So if we put Jack, Marshy, and Stoney in the bumper and maybe Stevie Nett front, you may have some of that look. So that's something we might play around with a little more. Um, yet we love Stevie Stoney as a drop-off guy, right? So you don't, you're taking away a strength to try something. So you've got to be a little bit careful 
Um, we know that it has to, we want it to improve upon last year. I think we can all agree with that. How much better it can be, well, we'll find out. Do you like player movement? Like, it seems like you guys have your spots. You like I prefer more movement, and that's a little bit of the players on the ice once they get to spots. And if they don't like it, well, I don't have a joystick on the bench to, you know, move them around, unfortunately. You gotta, they have to be comfortable. They're the guys making the plays. So you have to work with what they like as well and try to convince them that, okay, let's not be predictable then. If you're always in a spot, how about we move 30% of the time and build that to 50% of the time? To, so uh, that, that was a tougher sell last year. And, you know, being my first year with a lot of different things going on, we kind of pushed that one to the side a little bit until it really hurts us. And we didn't know if it would or wouldn't because there's some days we needed it more than others. We got through the playoffs with, a, I thought, a average to good power play, timely scoring, I'll say. Um, didn't always look pretty, but we, we got some, some big goals on it. So hopefully we can build off that and get a little more movement and unpredictability in it. But um, I'm not promising you, but we'd, I think we'd like to, to, to be that type of power play. How quickly do you want them to get those shots on well, no, well, moving it quicker, not holding it as long. I think that's it. L listen, they, some power plays are volume shooting. It's shot tip, puck recovery shot tip, you know, get it to the net. Other ones are a little more precision. Washington over the years has always been a more of a, okay, we're going to get to our spots and we're going to rotate it around. If they take away Ovi, it's Oshie in the bumper. It's, you know, Carl's, you know, they, they've, they had their checklist. And, but I think you can end up checking those power plays better over time. Um, and that's why I'd like a little unpredictability and movement. I mean, everyone knows what Edmonton, you know, they've got their favorite looks, but because McDavid's in constant motion and they have good spacing in the middle, it's still hard to take away what they do. Now, there's another bunch of reasons why Edmonton, I mean, it's their entries, right? They're, they're, they're probably 99% successful because McDavid is so good on entries and Drysettle's so good on the draw. So there's different reasons that, you know, their ozone time is through the roof, but, um, I digress a little on that, um, but at the end of the day, I'd just like us to be quicker moving the puck. All right, you can share it, make more passes, execute more passes, and still look for a certain type of shot without just jamming it in there and, and crashing the net. I think Dallas does that very well. They've got the Pavelskis and the Bens that are just really good in bumper and net front with that type of. So you got different personnel for can have different successes. I think. Mm -hmm. There's Bruce Cassidy from City National Arena this morning after their uh, practice. And it's the second time I've listened to that. First uh, was uh, sitting in the room live with Bruce and, uh, and going down and uh, just writing down the notes on the last part in particular on the mm -hmm. power play. Because the personnel side earlier on dealing with White Cloud's availability and Carlson not practicing, that was really important stuff. And nothing's going to change from that moving forward. But this power play and his philosophies on it in movement versus mm -hmm. motion. Mm -hmm. And when I first listened to him talking, I thought they were the same thing. But he, he really established a difference between movement, which is just passing the puck, mm -hmm. quick passing. And that was a, a the times that we've seen the power play in the preseason with the A guys, mm -hmm. it's been outstanding. Yeah. And, and Mark Stone down at the side of the net, and being the distributor or having the opportunity to wrap the puck uh, straight to the net. Uh, that's awesome. Then you've got the motion. 
uh, with with some skating and and rotating uh, bodies around. That can be really challenging for teams, and not to the extent you're, you're never going to be to what Connor McDavid does. It's four guys, and then Connor just does roams around, and sure. it's it's staggeringly difficult uh, to to stop that. But just a little bit of movement around where they where Bruce gets frustrated. I'll, I'll offer thoughts. Um, what I think where Bruce gets frustrated is when they've got somebody on the sideboards, whether it's Marshall or or Eichel predominantly, and they're stick handling and trying to figure out: Am I going down low? Am I going up to the middle? But it's stagnant. Mm-hmm. He wants to see the puck moving around and or some skating around, taking the puck to the net or. or skating the puck uh, down low. That's what he wants to see more of. When he discussed three of the same shooters across the middle or same three of the same sticks mm-hmm. across the middle, he's talking about the same handed shot Right is, is where he's going. And it's not the same style of player, but in this case with Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Mark Stone, He's referencing three right-handed shots. Right. Generally, you want a mix because guys are on their offside or their one-timer side sure. or better in a passing position. Uh, it's That's an evolution of the game where having three righties all in a row, nobody would design that that way five years ago, six years ago. I know right. Liney was in Winnipeg about that that time. Like it just it didn't really work. But you've got three of your best players who are all right-handed you want them all to be on the ice at the same time. Sure, so yeah. you, you, you find a way. So that's it's kind of like the, the, the coaching um, evolution of our game. It's a coaching evolution, and it's also just kind of um, adding adding different layers at a time, right? Like you, you heard Bruce talk about the, the movement aspect, getting guys in motion, starting to build that comfortability into the game, not going all, you know completely in, in one direction with it. Try to build it to 10, 15, 20, 30% where you get a little bit more motion, you get a little bit more movement, you get comfortable with it, and then you start to see if that pays off. And if it does, then you you start to kind of reinforce the habit and get the guys to do it again. So I'm interested to see how that all works out once the Golden Knights are getting more reps in the regular season. Well, if you have three righties and and Marcheseau's over on the the right right wing, yeah, right side, he's not in a one-timer position. No. So that that's where it takes away the the option there of that opportunity, that approach. So how do you make that work then? Because Marshall is a shooter. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you help that? Uh, is he does he move to a bumper? Well, he's not really a bumper guy because he he wants to have that puck on the side wall. So uh, it's tougher to distribute if you're a righty over there. And where do you go? Where if you're a righty on the Left wing side, you can go point, you can go middle. It's uh, and finding that sweet spot with those three right-handed shots is uh, is fun to to go down the path. I'll listen to that again tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and continue to to break that down because that is really neat uh, from from the Vegas Golden Knights side of it. Um, let's take a break, and when we come back, one timers, and we will dive into this whole category search that we have going on right now for our game rating segment this year. Yeah. We will give you the choices to the poll that's up right now. I'm going to retweet it. Chapman, have you retweeted yet? yet? All right. What are you waiting for? I'm busy over here. 
I'm waiting until we talk about it so oh. so we can you know pump it up a little pump bit. Pump it up, okay. Uh, we'll retweet it during the break, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Uh, but today, the first four options coming your way, and it's Survivor here. Whoever wins the poll today advances to the next and final stage. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Before we get into the category for the game rating this season, everything, everything's different. Like, the first year was Bob Ross, those paintings, and yep. then yep. we had cars... And this year, we, we're, we're having trouble narrowing it down. So we've got 16, and we'll do a poll the next few days. Yeah. And we'll, we, we only really need the game rating by Wednesday. Yeah, more or less. So we can, we can figure this out. we got some time. Today, we offered our initial poll, and we've got four choices for you on X. Ryan, the hockey guy, I've retweeted it. Uh, Chapman's been shamed into retweeting it because he wanted to hold on before we, we got into it, but it's out there. Mm-hmm. The survivor from today's poll will move on to the championship round. Yes. What are your options today? Okay, so today we've got Slurpee Flavors, which uh, I, I think you know who brought that to the table. Yeah, it's a very Manitoba thing. It very is. Very Manitoba Very. Thing. Zach and I. With some all-dressed chips. Uh, sure. Breakfast cereal. Booze slash whiskey. So we could either go one through five top yeah. brands Canadian of whiskey. Club. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or coffee, right? Like there's plenty of different types of coffee. We'll just establish a one through five, and, and we can go that direction. I so, voted for Slurpee because I feel like that's the underdog, and I needed to give it a boost. Uh, Chapman, where did you go? I went breakfast cereal. I think that's the, the most, I, I would say, diverse one maybe because there's, there's a lot of different avenues you could go like slurpees i've never had a bad slurpee so like i don't know how you determine what's a one and what's a five in a slur- in the I, world of slurpees i'm not a pina colada slurpee guy I that would have been my one i don't think i've ever had a pina colada slurpee oh i've had i like pineapple the pineapple fanta slurpee so like that's that's yeah. similar uh and i'd mix my slurpees a lot too Oh, yes, yes. I do the cherry and the Coke. The Slurpee that they put in the Stanley Cup at 34th 7, Brandon, with Zach Whitecloud, was all Coke. It's a good call. Just good call. Cranking it out. And I don't drink coffee, so I would never vote for that. And booze? Well, I mean, I do like I do like adult beverages. But... Yeah, we do. Whiskey would be awesome. Yeah. Like that. Being able to talk about whiskey after every game. Sure. Would just be perfect for this program. Well, it's it's perfect for a good game. It's perfect for a yes. bad game. Like it kind of. It makes really sense. does fit. It's a it's a pick me up. You know, I had a friend give me. I I did a favor for him. So it, his payment to me was not cash, but he gave me an eighteen year aged bottle of scotch from the Glen Fittich like distillery in yeah. Scotland, hmm. and. First I'm not of all, a big Scotch guy. I well, I, I'm not a big Scotch guy either. Whiskey, rye, rye whiskey, like the Canadian, like that is my go-to. Yeah, double rye and, and diet. That's a Manitoba martini right there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's got some good good hops going. <laughs> gotta gotta stay warm in those cold winters. Yeah, huh? <laughs> so that, Colby Armstrong taught me that line. Manitoba, Manitoba martini, martini with a double oh rye and diet. Awesome. Uh, 
So let's track the the rating right now yeah. and where the poll is. All right, so breakfast cereal is the early favorite, 33.9% of the vote, followed closely by coffee. Booze slash whiskey is a eh, distant third. Give me the percentages there. Okay, so coffee, 25.4%. Booze and whiskey, 22%. And the uh, last place right now is Slurpee Flavors, 18.6%. And what's winning? It's breakfast cereal, 33.9%. It's close. It is close, yeah. I think this will be the closest one of the uh, of the polls that we do. By the way, Stephanie, yeah. I do. Yeah, our esteemed listener, Stephanie, number esteemed. one, esteemed, esteemed listener, caller, <laughs> what, Stephanie. Okay, I love Stephanie, but what what has she done in your mind to be esteemed? She is like the A plus caller. Like she is a P one. Like when we when we put out that number, she's on the phone every single. Okay, well we need time. something else, but esteemed doesn't really fit. With our callers. She's esteemed. She she is like our... You want to go P1? I love it. She's like our biggest fan. But esteem doesn't fit anywhere in this show. There's nothing esteemed about I, this cast I, of characters. I, I think you're no longer her... Well, I don't think you ever were no, her no. favorite. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about... definitely not her yeah. favorite. <laughs> about all of us. Nobody's esteemed I don't know. In, I mean, inside you, this program. You, you and Ryan are somewhat esteemed. No, we're not. not. A chance. No, but not she's not. She's not a fan of the coffee because she struggled with the pepper. So I'm assuming that means she's not a pepper person either. So the P and P1 does not stand I, for pepper. I am absolutely amazed that you just said pepper person without tripping over your words. Oh, I used to be good at those things, tongue twisters. Really? Wow. I wasn't good at a lot when, when in elementary school. you slump with them for a while? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah, if I was in a in slump. the tongue-twisting no, marathon, you, you hit a rough patch? Yeah, when I when I was struggling, it was always Sally sells, she sells by the seashore. So, Do it again. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. That's Couldn't pretty good. Couldn't do it right now. Guaranteed. <laughs> I wasn't good at a lot, but I knew my damn Sally selling her seashells by the seashore. That's really impressive right now. If I did it like two or three times fast, I'd screw it up. You just did it. I, I tried. Right. That was esteemed. Has it has it changed at all in the last second? <laughs> yeah, well, coffee's starting to, to, to make up some ground. So yeah. you still got breakfast cereal, 30 Point eight percent of the vote and uh, coffee. And if breakfast cereal wins, we're gonna we're gonna have another debate on yeah. where it is because uh, the people around the office, Nate, Steph, mm-hmm. they're all in on Razor Brand being a great cereal. You guys hate it, so uh, we, no, no, we, no, no, we not got, you guys. We gotta, we gotta I, find, I like Raisin uh, Brand. We gotta, we gotta find two scoops of uh, raisins. That'll, that'll are be the interesting. Um, but uh, Steph does say French fries would be another one that we okay. could a category. Like, they got steak what's fries. Your, what's your yeah? You what's, curly fries. What's your go-to? You got. I, I just like plain old French fries. Well, I mean, like plain old French fries. Are what, you talking what are about like crinkle cut ones? I think crinkle cuts are, are uh, an underrated French fry. Yeah, like it's a good French fry. I, I think it's often like looked down upon as less than. Yeah, but. I think the extra crinkle, it allows you I'm to not get a big more. curly guy. No. I don't like curly no. fries. I'm the three right of us, I guess. You. I feel like you get ripped off on the curly fries. Yeah. Well, plus, it, plus, it has that kind of odd, like, they're flavor. They're hard to dip. You're, you're waiting. Yeah. They're just and, hard to dip. And you're, you want, like, that, that one long curly cue. Yeah. And they're always broken get, up. You only get one of them. Yeah. You only get one of them. By outside. the way. It's just a regular fry that's curved. It sounds funny, but there is a fast food taco place that has crinkle cut fries, and they are... Severely underrated fries. 
Chris Chapman, you could just say Del Taco. Del Taco. Yeah, why why, are, uh, well, why well, are you always so secretive? They, they're, not, they're not paying to sponsor the show. No, it doesn't this, matter. This, it just doesn't matter. It, it's people around the office. <laughs> it's people that you run into. You're always so secretive, and we know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, well, like, so go. Why, there's a fast food <laughs> taco restaurant. Can you turn over a new leaf? Well, it's not Taco Bell there. Can you turn over a new leaf and start telling us instead of us forcing the information secret. out of you. I f- well, you know, I never, I never know what you're going to sell. You're to not going to get yeah. sued. <laughs> so, just the yes. way the way that you brought that to the table is hilarious. Was bizarre. Is that bizarre? A fast food taco restaurant. Yes, that has I mean, I guess technically fries. all taco restaurants like you, you are got fast this, food, this right? Inside information. Yes. On this fast food taco place. You know, you know what happened to Dan from Del Taco? He was talking about the crinkle cut fries. That's why you don't see him on television anymore. Well, how many types of fries are there? Waffle There's fries. Steak oh, fries. Oh, waffle waffle fries. fries. Done. I, I, I don't like them. No. Oh. No. Like, hand Crin- hand cut fries Curly. are are different. Like the ones at, at crinkle. The like, like the Five Guys like fries. Five Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah. awesome. Steak. Yeah. So I've got waffle. What about curly, sweet potato. Crinkle. Oh, sweet potato. Yeah, we could do that. That oh. would be a one. That would be the one for sure. No, it's curlies for me. That would be your one. What about like? Oh, yeah. oh shoestring. Those are uh, good. Yeah, that's good. Tater tots? Do they count as fries? No, no, they're a different form of potato. But I could, altogether. I could eat a million tater tots. I think, I think that's if, a weakness for me. If I were, they're crunchy. If I were to put a food in the Stanley Cup to eat out, to eat out of the Stanley Cup, it would be tater tots. You guys 100%. had tater tots in it. Yeah, I would absolutely. Stony and Phil Kessel and yeah. some of the boys had, uh, and it wasn't even planned. They just, they just ordered it, and then the picture got taken, and then it blew up. Oh, Phil's got tater tots in this town. He well, didn't. They were just watching golf, yeah. and the tater tots were there, and, and a picture got snapped. Potato Stan, wedges also. Stan's there. Tater tots are there. Why wouldn't you mix the two? Yeah, tater tots are, are, are awesome. Oh, boy. Breakfast well, we cereal. Update. Hold 20. on. We got, we got a live update yeah. from the pool <laughs> on today's <laughs> pool. Would have been better if you had a sounder. Yeah, I like you, my like, sound honestly, effects. You you have it's been four years and you've got fifty five thousand sounders. And yeah. the one thing about but breaking news, you've never listen. Downloaded. The Golden Knights are gonna like three peat, and I'm still gonna be doing. That's a real disappointment. Uh, breakfast cereal twenty nine point seven percent, coffee twenty eight point four percent, booze whiskey twenty five point seven percent. That's really close. Yeah, I, it is. So where's where's uh, Slurpee? Not doing uh, so hot. Not great. No, but, 16, but where is it? Sixteen. So we're setting, losing. We're losing ground. Setting yeah. Slurpee to the glue factory. Yeah, not it, it's, a, it's a three horse race here. Yeah. yeah. Closest pull I've ever seen on X. Yeah, that's close. If there's a battle, it's it's for the top for two, like jockeying for position. Never yeah. three. Yeah. This is awesome. Well done in in putting this together because. Is, are we going to have a repershage, like r- Olympic rowing, where if you're in the top three, like you don't win your heat, but you have a good time, you can go to like a, 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 a bonus race. No. And if you win that, you get in. By the way, repershage no. is a great word. Yeah, I but I don't know word. how many people knew what you were talking about when you said repershage. You didn't. Absolutely, I didn't. No. And I love the Olympics. I watched the rowing, and I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. I love the Olympics. I do. It's good. (laughs) The Olympics are awesome. Uh, Connor Bedard continues to get it done. Oh, boy. Uh, So, Connor Bedard, um, I I think. Scored an empty there. He did. 
first goal in the league. Well done. Good job. Uh, what's funny about Connor Bedard is I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the three games that he has played in the preseason, the Chicago Blackhawks have scored six total goals. He has scored or assisted on five of the six. Unbelievable. How about this? <laughs> One of my favorite things to talk to NHL players about is who'd you score your first goal against? Who'd you score your last goal against? Yeah. Nobody ever remembers who they scored their last goal against, like which team and which goalie. Nobody remembers that because players always think they're going to score another one. Mm -hmm. So they don't go, oh, that was, unless it was like the last game that they were ever going to play and they were aware sure. of it. Yeah. But nobody, nobody remembers the last goal. First goal, a little different. Uh, when Connor Bedard looks back, we got to make sure that he doesn't score his first official regular season goal into an empty net. Like, how terrible would that be? I think it'd be funny. Who'd you score your first goal against? Like the phenom of phenoms yeah. coming out now. Who'd you score your first goal against? San Jose. Who's the goalie? Empty netter. It was an empty netter. Uh, part of me wants it to be, like, an own goal. And Connor Bedard just happened to touch the puck last. Man, hockey's smart. They don't, they don't consider own goals. Uh, not like football. Well, you'll get credit for it. That'd be weird. Because if, if you did... I guarantee you there'll be guys firing that back home. Yeah. I'm in a slump. Yeah, sure. I'm going to shoot on Warren in there. Light him up. Uh, those are your one-timers. One more of the poll update. Okay. 28.9% uh, for breakfast cereal, 27.6%. Oh, boy, for coffee. And That's then making ground. Booze whiskey, 26.3%. Three horse race. Come on. I Con Royal, let's go, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that coffee does not win this. Like, if it's not going to be cereal, I hope it's booze. It's the it's the people. They're speaking. Yeah, listen, you, you listen, can't people. That. I know you don't know what repechage is. Neither do I. But <laughs> you said you just did. No, I said I didn't know what it was. Oh, Darren just explained it yeah. to you. I love the Olympics, but I don't know what that is. And fries, fries on the board. Uh, thanks to uh, Nate, Stephanie, and Positivity Alley. Uh, we'll get back with catching up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Just planning on tomorrow's show, and we're <laughs> gonna got, got a couple of things going on. And Chapman says, "Okay, I think I know what to do." <laughs> yes. I think I know what to do. I'm like so much confidence. I'm like 85% sure I know how to make sure that this works without any hiccups. Now, what will you do between now and then to close down that 15% of uncertainty? Well, the thing is, I know where Ryan's at, and I know where you are, and I know where they come through on the board. So it should be fairly simple. But will you but, do anything to close down that 15% or will you just go No, I you know I, I've got I, I think I've got it. I will check, I'll just write it in. I will check the notes that I have and I will confer with Jared who is in there by the, by the way. Is. By the way, Jared told me you were mean to him yesterday. We and were, he, he had to go Ted Lasso on you. We were totally not mean to Jared yesterday. He, he didn't say we. There was no we. Was He's, I mean to Jared yesterday? Uh, that's what that's what I heard. I said he didn't know anything about golf. Well, he he was, yeah, he didn't know anything about golf. Did he, um, I, I did think he, it was. I think it was tasking Jared with having to like police Chapman. Oh that's, yeah, that's, that's what we hard, did. That's a we hard told task. we told Jared to take you 
uh, under his wing and and mentor you. See, here's the here's the that, issue with that. That was the that was the challenge to Jared. See, here's the problem. But we were nice to Jared. I love Jared. When Jared was hired, I mm-hmm. actually was the one who showed Jared how to do things. Okay. And let me ask you this question. Who knows the board better? Oh, right absolutely, now? Jared. Oh, okay, there yeah. he is. How many times has Jared done a show in here? I don't know. But Jared, but Jared's job is to know the I mean, not that mine isn't. What, but what's your job? <laughs> make make sure you guys are on the air. No, it's to know the board so that we can be on the air. Oh, well, there's God. a lot to it, but yes. <laughs> so I challenge Jared to step up because he's the boss. Sort of. Sort of, yes. And mentor you to the point that we we can get a one on the board. We have a one on the board today. Was today was good. There's something happened. No, nothing. Oh no! You know what happened today? You didn't know where the sound was. But that was I. And you blamed other people. No, I didn't blame anyone else. Without telling me. Not for the sounds. No, I didn't blame anyone else for the sound. Luckily, Garrett Calloway bailed you out. He's a triathlete. Yes. And. He's a hey, saver of Chapman. Garrett, put me on that email list so I don't have to rely on Mallard to send me the emails every day. What's the updated pool? Still breakfast cereal, 31.8%. And then Tide, booze and whiskey. Yes. Coffee, 25.9 each. Whiskey, coffee. You may not see me tomorrow.